0: Here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on TV.
1: Welcome into
2: this Monday edition of Oxford X Sign Up Podcast, presented by the Twisted T. Chase Parm, Neil McCrady, Clarkport Studio this morning. Ole Miss knocking off two lane 37 to 20, in a game that was one possession. In uh, the fourth quarter, we will uh, give our final thoughts on that. Move ahead to Georgia Tech, where Ole Miss is a heavy favorite this week. And Oxford, 6.30 p.m. start for that one with the Rebels and the Yellow Jackets. We'll look at lines and talk whatever else today. Tuesday, for any new listeners, typically our NFL day. Tonight, uh, Jets and Bills wrapping up week one of the NFL season. I think two and a half is that line this morning, something I like know. that. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's two and a half this morning, something like that, for Jets, Bills. Tonight on Monday Night Football. So it's uh, kind of where we are as so we start the show. A show brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford, back in the Grove this weekend. Let Blue Sky help you with your uh, tailgating, your catering needs. They got the slabs of ribs, they got the uh, pounds of pulled pork, the sides, the vegetables, tons of different specials. We'll bring you those throughout the week. Again, tons of options there, including the lunch specials and the beer cake if you need alcohol. They've got plenty of those options with their beer selection there at the Blue Sky location in Oxford. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio.
3: We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for our buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900 is the number. You'll get uh, great service, great vehicles. Corey and the people there, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what it means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest join on the Campbell Clinic Hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides... Full service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 730 a.m. to 4 p.m.
2: The AP Top 25 out for the week. It is not something that carries really any weight whatsoever, but it's kind of a fun snapshot every week. And it has a very late 90s, early 2000s feel to it this week. Michigan, Florida State, Texas, and USC rounding out the top five after uh, Georgia, Washington in there at eight, Penn yeah. State. It, it, it does. It, it's got a bit of kind of my childhood feel to it a little bit here as it's, uh, as it's going this morning including uh, four different teams getting first-place votes, Michigan getting a couple, Florida State getting three, and then Texas getting a couple after knocking off Alabama on, uh, on Saturday. So. Not
3: counting Texas as an SEC school. How many – if I set the over-under at one half, how many SEC teams make the college football playoff based on what you've seen so far?
2: Where would you put your money? Um, I still think one team makes it because they're going to get an SEC team if they have any benefit of the doubt whatsoever. I mean, after you're telling me, hey, this is gonna be one of those years we get two, hell no. Oh no, no, but no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. No, if no. the
3: over under is one and a half, it's easy
2: under. Yeah, no, under. I, I mean
3: through Bang two weeks,
2: under. I think one gets in simply because I I think Georgia gets in. Because their schedule's not very complicated. Right. And if you go twelve and zero and lose in the title game, you still get in. Right. If you're the two time defending national champions at twelve so. and
3: one, you get in. I think so. I think so.
2: Now look, they got offensive issues. Big time. I know they won 45 to 3 or whatever that was Look, yesterday. I but. asked
3: everybody on Saturday in the post game show. Thanks yeah, to yeah, everybody yeah. who listened. Got a lot of views, got a lot of listens. Appreciate it. Thought it was a thought it was a good enough show considering who was trying to drive the ship. The league's not good. Do the exercise and I did it yesterday for 10 weekend thoughts, which is up at rebelgrove.com, part of the Rivals network. where you ranked the SEC? And number 1's easy mm-hmm. and number 14's easy. And literally, starting at two, things get complicated. You want a hot take? Yeah, sure. I'm not sure Missouri's not worse than Vanderbilt. Could be. Could be. I mean, I had... They kind of suck. Yeah, I had Missouri, I think, at 13. Yeah, it's fine. So, one's easy. 13... No, you, you have a point. I'm just... 13 talking. or 14 are easy. Yeah, but sure. starting at number two, it gets kind of weird. Right, how do you How do you figure it? And we could do that mental exercise of, well, you know... Like, I saw people go, Ole Miss probably had the best win in the SEC over the weekend. And I'm like, well, I mean, okay. They did. I mean, there's no doubt. But, I mean, okay, I guess. Then I go, well, then, boy, the league's down. Like, because.
2: Well, it's the week, too, though. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you only have so many whatevers, I mean, about this. Yeah. Um, I just I just
3: think, like, you look at it, I'm like, well, I think Alabama's still two because Texas would have beaten everybody else. Like, all the other teams, if they'd played Texas at home on Saturday night, watching the way Texas played, Texas would have beaten everybody else. And then I still do the deal with LSU where, like, well, if most of these teams that they'd played Florida State in Orlando last Sunday night, they would have lost. And so I still kind of put them there, and then after that, it's like, this is a total crapshoot. Like, how do you differentiate today between Texas AM and m and Ole Miss and Kentucky and Arkansas and Mississippi State. And I mean, there's like degrees of stuff, but like nobody's just wowing you.
0: No, there's I mean, problems. Just, there's
2: stuff everywhere. And I guess it's across the country. We just focus so much on this league that I guess most teams have some semblance of this in whatever way. Um, Oh, I think we're seeing the changing landscape of
3: college football, that this is what it looks like when everyone's building a team and not a program, that no teams, no programs have any personality. They all just kind of look like these thrown-together hodgepodges because kind of they are thrown-together hodgepodges, and then you see if it kind of works well, or not.
2: Because Georgia and Alabama are the teams that take the fewest number of transfers because of how well they recruit throughout the high school cycle, obviously. But if Georgia doesn't make the playoffs this year, they're going to get criticized for not going out and getting a portal quarterback. Well, Nick Saban's
3: already getting criticized for not going out and getting a portal quarterback. Yeah. I mean, because, look, if you put Sam Hartman on Alabama's team, one. That, that that's one hell of a game Saturday night. Yeah, sure. Nothing to – I catch myself cheering for Milrow because he seems like a really good kid.
2: Well, but, you all, yeah, you feel sorry for him almost because he looks so dear in the headlights at times. Yeah. It's like,
3: dude. I mean, the moment
2: there's pressure, it's like, phew, I'm out. I mean I like this you're not going to win like that but you know you Alabama no longer scares anyone. No. You show up and think hey it's still a big deal if you beat them and they're still talented as hell. Oh sure. Yeah, I'm not saying they're going 6 and 6 but at the same time there's not this aura where they beat you before they get on the field anymore. Nope. It's gone.
3: Nope. Texas was not even a little bit intimidated. No, 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 they were the better team. They won the line of scrimmage. Texas took the field and there was a look in their on their faces of they couldn't wait to get in there. I was like, whoa, I picked this one wrong.
2: And when you have the better quarterback to the degree that you have the better quarterback, there is such a confidence that comes with that. Of course. Yeah. And yeah. yours. It's why, look, we'll get into it. And I'm We'll get. I, I've got a couple of missed thoughts. As we kind of closed the book on Tulane and we'll get to those in a second. But it's, it's why this West is so jumbled is that I don't know what to make of Jaden Daniels right now. Sure. I still think he's pretty good. Yeah, he's fine. He had the bad game against Florida state. Okay, sure. About half really. He was pretty good in the first half. Yeah. Outside of that, though, it's easy to say Jackson Dart's the best quarterback in the SEC West. And when you have the quarterback, any individual game is goodable. Yeah. Individual game. I think so. I'm a big Jackson
3: Dart guy. No, no. I got to kind of think about that for a minute. Connor Wegman played
2: really well. Really did.
3: It was not his fault. The irony of the A&M thing is that offensively, they played well enough to win. They did defensively in special teams, they were bad. They're horrible. It's the irony of everybody going to see Jimbo. It's like, no, Jimbo let Petrino do his thing. and dark and got worked by Miami. Offensively, they were pretty good. Weigman was really good. They gave up a, was it a kickoff return or a punt return? And then they, they defensively, they were just, they were, they were a sieve. I mean, Miami, that cat, What I can't think of his name right now, the quarterback, slips, slips my mind. A year ago, I was like, he sucks. And now he's probably ACC Player of the Week. Five TDs, no picks. Just lit them up. Yeah, Wakeman's great. Um, who was the quarterback for uh, for Miami?
2: Howard uh, Van Dyke. Van Dyke. He had a big day. Yeah. Oh, there's a hot take. Bobblefish put Spencer Sanders on Bama, and they win Saturday night. I'm just not prepared to go there. That, that feels... Feels feels a little feels a little much. Um <laughs> we're doing such a thing, and we'll get into lines as the day goes on, which allows us to talk about the other teams and the games this weekend. It's kind of the reason we do that and what it sets up for Thursday. The almost thing, it's two days later and we're still doing this deal, and I don't even, I'm laughing at myself too, because I'm doing it as well, of not knowing what the hell to make of it because I don't know what the hell to make of Tulane. Yeah, so my answer is... They're a, without Michael Pratt. Clearly a deal. Of course. And I don't even mean this. Deal. And I, okay, look. This is a moving forward statement. This is not a backward statement. This right. is not, hey, give Ole Miss all the respect in the world because they beat Tulane. My point is they have a really big game in two weeks. That is what I'm saying with this yeah. next sentence. 12 days. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Close enough. Two Saturdays from now. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss, you can be a little even more exaggerated with this and be hyperbolic, but either way, you want to do it. Depending on whether you want to say going into the season or when they have left spring and they assembled rosters. Either way. Ole Miss was without three or four of their – or the three or four top pass catchers on their team on Saturday. Trey Harris played three snaps. Chris Marshall's been gone. Zakari Franklin is not dressed out whatsoever, and Caden Priest-Corn is injured. Had you gone into the year, those were literally the dudes that Lane Kippen was going to count on to catch the football. Now, can I pick that apart a little bit? Sure, go ahead. That's on yeah.
3: him for taking Chris Marshall.
2: Oh, well, no, no, yeah, no doubt. Right, right. We, we, can, we can say three and, right. and cross Marshall off the list. Okay. My point being, roster construction-wise, even at in, three. Because in hindsight, taking Chris Marshall was stupid. Yeah, sure. But even at three, you're literally without your top three people you were throwing the ball to. Okay. Suddenly, Jordan Watkins and Dayton Wade are your two dudes. Sure. Michael Triggs having to actually play well. A lot of stuff going on there. That is not the same as losing your quarterback and Pratt being right. out. I'm not saying that. What right. I am saying is if they don't get healthy and they don't get somebody back, that is such a tall order for Jackson Dart in two weeks. Agreed. You just don't have your 1A. You don't have your security blanket. It's literally the three dudes he was or the two dudes he was most comfortable with, as I said Saturday night, in priest corn and Harris heading into the season. And then we obviously don't know. Lane's made jokes about he doesn't know. But Zachary Franklin was supposed to be at least a number two wide receiver. Yeah. Supposed to be. Right. Man, don't know. Right. That's a lot of – I mean, we're not necessarily talking about Ole Miss as crazy banged up, but they're banged up in the exact spots that they can't be banged up, I guess is the point, right? Yeah, now. sure. For Where sure. they're I mean, going into the meat of the schedule to decide where they're going to even sit as you get into the middle of the SEC West and – it is one tall damn order right now. I just, I mean, it, it wasn't enough on Saturday.
3: Generating a passing attack without those guys is going to be difficult. And the way that they're struggling to run the football, because of, I think, I think because of how they're playing up front, that's what I think. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm not, I I'm well, not.
2: Lane kind of said that. He was asked about the offensive line on Saturday night, and he said, Look, I'm, again, I haven't looked at anything, but yes, yeah, you would assume that how we're running the ball, that that was on the offensive line. That they clearly did not play well, and it was ugly.
3: You've got a running back who's very clearly frustrated. Um, there, there's a lot going on. I mean, you. I wrote this on Saturday, so I to stick to it. There's there's absolutely no sense in doing the hypothetical of what would have happened if Pratt would have played. Well, he didn't play. We don't know. Yeah, sure. Now the other side, and I see this from not you and me, and not even, but some people in our. I use the word beat very loosely. Yeah. This spin that this was this program building victory in New Orleans—it's kind of dizzying, man. I'm like, really? I mean, come on, really? It's Tulane without their starting quarterback. You dodged a bullet. Yes, you beat a good team. You—they're sh- good. They're good. You beat a good team without their best player on the road. It was—you you had to come back to do it. Good, but don't do the spin. Just chill. Let's—we're all going to find out here sooner or later. It's like people say, what did you take away from the Tulane game? And my answer was, it's it's a, the, the worst possible answer for fans.
2: It's not much. They avoided disaster. I frankly had more questions than answers when I left. I kind of went, hmm, okay. I think Tulane's front four defensively is probably underrated. Now, that's not saying they're Alabama, but right. they're better than they get credit for being because they have a big wave on the side of the sure. helmet. But they're not Alabama. No, right. of course not. Right. Um, but I'm not saying, but hell, I looked around the league. They no, might no. be as good as some of those other West Absol- teams. Absolutely. West teams. I mean, because we can't do both. We can't no, go, no. hey, the league sucks. No. Well, Tulane could never beat Missouri. I mean, no, no, they'd no, be, no. I think yeah. Tulane would beat Missouri. Yeah, I do too. I um, think Tulane would
3: beat South Carolina. I think Tulane would win based on what I saw Saturday. I think Tulane could have a shot to beat Auburn at home. And here's the deal. Now, would they win those games with Kai Horton at quarterback? Yeah. I don't know. He wasn't much. He
2: was pretty good early. Almost adjusted, and he was horrible after that. Once he
3: got off the script, he
2: wasn't yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They had some stuff, and he those three third-down conversions on the first drive gave him some confidence, and he mm-hmm. kind of zipped it for a minute, and yeah. it was sort of whatever. But look, Ole Miss's defense and Kai Horton combined to let Ole Miss stay in the game because it was only 17-7 to after you punt four times in right, a row. Right. I mean, it wasn't like Tulane just jumped out there from you, and one of those was on a big ret- a big return.
3: That was Tulane's window to win the game. That's so what you and I were texting back and forth about, hey, what do we do if? And I was like, I still don't think this is, I think they're going to be fine. From a writing standpoint, I was, we're thinking about, hey, what do we do? Because we're both kind of building our plan around Ole Miss winning, and then if Ole Miss loses, you've got to completely scrap what you had written and write something different. And I was like, I still think we're probably going to be okay because they Tulane had a window to go win the game, and they didn't take it.
2: Ole Miss played really poorly up front. Tulane did a bunch of run blitzes. Um, and Ole Miss schematically, because of the injuries and things going on, their sixth blocker, if pressure comes, is Judkins, and he can't get out in the route because they're having to use him back for protection on Dart. My, I looked at Pro Football Focus this morning. I put grades up, and I noticed in the grades that Michael Trigg did not have a snap where he was a was a pass blocker. He went out on a route every single time. Well, process elimination says that leaves five people, and that's it even from a schematic standpoint on how you protect Jackson Dart. And when you God get one or two people beat. Just. I, I know. I know. I only posted because they were asked for. It was not a content item I had planned this morning. Um mm. But, yeah, my point being is Priest Corn gives them another body. They could even do some things with two tights at times. Lane has done that when he's actually had two tight ends. They didn't trust Kyron Heath much on Saturday. He didn't play much. Mm-mm. They went to Trigg almost exclusively. Trigg, frankly, played really well in the second half. Blocking, downfield, receiving. He was he was engaged on Saturday at a time when they desperately needed, needed it. But... We don't have an update on Trey Harris. Um, again, we've heard some MCL rumors, but it's not highly sourced. We're being very aware that that is just what we've heard. And Lane's not going to fill us in today. No, I, I said Lane that. gave what he gave you today. Because, again, I said this on Saturday, but some more people listen to this and they do the postgame show. <clears throat> is David Eckert from the Clarion Ledger asked him, Do you believe Harris's injury to be long term? I believe was the way he phrased it. And Lane said, really quietly because we had to go back and up the volume from the thing because he almost kind of whispered it. He goes, I do not. That's what he said. I do not. Okay. And he kind of looked around, and I don't remember who had the next question, but he looked at Lane and he goes, are you done with that? And Lane laughed. He goes, yeah, more than you thought you would get. And we proceeded with the press conference at that point. Um, Point being on all that, Priest corn is still scheduled as of now to be back for Alabama. Yep. That is well sourced. Um, we don't know what's going on with Harris. I was told that last week Franklin cut a little bit and looked more toward playing in a game. Now, okay. what does that continuity look like? What does that look like from a rhythm standpoint? How many snaps? I don't know. Point being, he, he is progressing from his knee scope and the subsequent recovery of that. Um so, if you get one or two of those guys back and they look okay, maybe you fixed it. But I just, that was my main takeaway. It was almost strictly injury front standpoint and went, that's not enough out there to go through that gauntlet the way they need to go through that gauntlet. Yeah. That somebody's got to be back. It was enough to get past Tulane because Jackson Dart played better than he got credit for. He didn't have a lot of coverage. Everything looked like backyard football at times. They didn't have a running game. I thought he was terrific. He willed them on side. I know he had one dumb throw, but otherwise he Uh, willed them. The receiver fell. Oh, he did fall, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, on the interception. Yeah. Like, he was good. The the throw
3: was good. I'm, I'm not blaming the receiver for falling down. It happens. But the receiver slipped. Otherwise, it's probably a completed pass. I thought Jackson played terrific. He was good. I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't get that. That was the thing. I mean, listen, I, I'm glad people are at RebelGrove.com, and I'm glad they're discussing it during the game. But the whole, hey, is it time to bring in Sanders for a change of pace? I mean, if he can play left guard, maybe you think about it. <laughs> can he help open up the a gap? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That is the equivalent of the pitcher giving up home run after home run after home run run for home run. Hey, should we put in a new shortstop? I mean, well, sure. I mean, why not? But that's not going to fix anything. I get it's just emotion. and Hey, we got to do something different. But Jackson Dart is the reason you won the game. Period. The end. I don't know who they give game ball to, but he, he gets it. Yeah, he played well. I mean that play he made to to trig for the touchdown was totally him.
2: The two offensive plays of the game were that play and that twenty yard scramble on whatever in like seventeen or whatever it was when he got down there and lowered his head and got the yardage and got up all pumped up and yeah.
3: And for the record, I'm not picking on the left guard. I could have said left tackle. I could have said right tackle. I could have said center. I mean, I don't whatever. They were struggling in those four series, because Harris was out, Tulane was taking away the A-gap, and there was nothing else they could do. They, they couldn't run the football with any effectiveness at all. Outside of quarterback run, that was what kept them alive in the, in the game, frankly.
2: We don't know, but I'm going to ask you the question anyway. Do you have any opinion on... Williams and Perkins not playing as far as how ready they are, or what that could look like moving forward. I mean, I don't know. Because like they clearly it. didn't trust them. Once they made one mistake each, that was it for the yeah. rest of the game. Well, look, you said this. It's easy to look back and go 37 to 20. Yeah.
3: Blowout. No. I mean, if Tulane convert, they didn't convert it. They got the call right on the field, but let's just for kicks and giggles say that he gets the yard, okay? Sure. It's. They're at first and 10 at the Ole Miss 20 with. What was it, eight minutes to go? Sure. Yeah, down. They were down. I gotta remember the score.
2: Seven. They were down seven.
3: Were they down three? was it only three? Twenty to seventeen. Okay, maybe it was. Sure. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. Whatever. No, it was 27-20. Okay. I think. Hell I don't know. They're getting ready to potentially go tie the game. I mean, you know, that that game was close. So you can't you can't. <clears throat> break the freshman in in that moment and so if Aiden Williams is blocking on a pass play when he's supposed to be the the receiver then he's not ready to play
2: I told Brian this I wondered in some ways if because Horton's out there too hey don't make a blown coverage make him earn it just be in the right place and we got enough talent this is going to work out you know what I mean? Whereas if you thought you were in just some shootout with some crazy quarterback, maybe you thought, hey, I need the athleticism. Maybe he goes and makes a play. But right, right. now it's don't make a bust. Yeah. Don't make a bust. Just play coverage, do what you're supposed to do, be where you're supposed to be. Well, Tulane's and a very well coached football
3: team. And Willie so you, Fritz was very good. They had they had they had him look in the first half, they kinda had him schemed up a little bit, you know. They did. And, and so
2: they shocked them. They had a plan they had not prepared for. It was not the same run schemes they had used against South Owl. And they were on their heels a little bit. Yeah. Like, so nice.
3: I. So you can't put the freshman linebacker in there and say, "Hey, play linebacker." You can put him in and go, "Hey, see that guy chase yeah. him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know that it was that simple. Again, I the next defense I coordinate yeah. will be the first. Yeah. But if they're not ready to play, they're yeah, not Pete ready to play. Go, hey,
2: I have the most athletic guy on the field, but you know what? We're just not going to use him right here. We're good.
3: It's sweet. It's the duh statement of all time. But the adjustment from Raleigh High School last season to yeah. playing Tulane this season. It's a jump. It, it, it's, it's quite a mountain. Yeah. So. There's a reason back in the day that you redshirted guys. Yeah, sure. So
2: all right, more football in a minute. First, you ready for your Elevate Your College Football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made of real brewed tea, and packs a flavorable punch with 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, when you're tailgating in the stadium, Watching at a bar, hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea, there to elevate your game day experience. It complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted.
3: Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. He's partnered with the Grove Collective. He'll be donating 20% of all commissions, 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey can service customers in all 50 states. He's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So call Davey Ferris at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris at Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? These are just some of the questions that can only be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Segoe with Segoe Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or you prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air. Southern air conditioning and heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, uh, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the power and the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1.00. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at ASTock.bid. Download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retail retailers. they have got several locations around Nashville and Memphis and others coming soon, so don't miss out. If you're coming up this weekend, make the College Corner part of your weekend. Stop by their new location, the Oxford Commons, right off of Cisk Avenue. More than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear. Plenty of parking available. Their staff will have you in and out and ready for the Grove in no time. It's collegecornerstore.com. And we're brought to you by Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. you got the warm-up patch, the overtime patch. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for your next play. Go to gamechangerpatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase.
2: Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you, everything from the New Orleans-style barbecue to the signature. It's got a garlic flavor. It's great, versatile, all-purpose shrimp flavor for you. Again, great on salads at lunch, great protein snacks or dinner with so much stuff going on at night. Kids are busy. Let Prime Shrimp help. You Use code RG. You buy five pouches or more and you get 25% off. That's code RG, Prime Shrimp, five pouches or more, and they can take care of dinner tonight. They're also available in your Rouse's Markets um, if you have one of those nearby, again, that's code RG with primeshrimp.com. dot com. All right, jumping to uh lines a little bit here today, heading into the the week. Any of us have a decent week or we suck?
3: Uh,
2: Rippy had a good week. Did he? Everybody else sucked. Really? Yep. It's early. Got time. Not not in mid season form. It's okay. It is it is definitely early. And then we have full 74 bowl games that decide the championship at the end. Yes. Lots of time. And then the NFL season. It's its plenty of time. It's cool. Fine. But Rip, it's all good. Rippy is in the lead. Is he? He is. Well, at least he was like 12 games back this time last year. So, I mean. Yeah, no, good for him. He's had, some, had a big off season. Had a big off Went season. into the
3: portal. Hired some interns. Brought in the right interns. Look at him.
2: You can bring in the wrong interns. You absolutely can. That is, that is very possible see, heading into uh, the week. What do we got here? Um, ooh, Florida State's going to beat Boston College to death this weekend. Kansas State, Missouri, 11 o'clock on Saturday. Have fun. This line opened at only one and a half. It's since moved to five and a half. Kansas State at, in Columbia at Missouri, five and a half now.
3: But Troy's pretty good, and K-State beat the hell out of them.
2: They did. They dominated that game. They're going to destroy Missouri. You lay in the five and a half. Sure. Over under 46 and a half here on a total. Over. Over. You don't think it's like 31 to six or something? No, K-State might get most
3: of that by themselves. Ooh. Really? Okay. K-State's pretty good. They are. They're good. There's a list of SEC teams that would want
2: none of that. Lost two lane last year. That guy's a really good coach. He is. The perfect fit for their program. Yeah. I mean, just exactly. It was culture fit, the whole deal, whatever buzzword you want to use, it all went right there. It was perfect for them. LSU, Mississippi State, 11 o'clock Saturday morning. It's in Starkville. Interesting. Opened at nine, now at 10. LSU minus 10 against the Bulldogs. State beat Arizona, but it took turnovers. Oh. And I mean, they were fortunate as hell to get out of there with a win. Both SEC schools that beat Pac-12 schools, Godspeed. It, 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 was, it was a struggle for you guys.
3: Yeah. I mean, if you're state, the only thing that you're
2: saying today is, hey, it's early. We True, did win. True words. That's about it. <laughs> Coach with an epic F-bomb on national television. He did. I mean, he caught himself afterward. Yeah. He felt bad. I, I think
3: LSU wins and covers, and we get – back to having some rational thought about the tigers but we'll see I think we go okay well you
2: know what lsu lost to a really good team sure i think that's what we do i could be wrong we'll see i don't know if care is the right word here and i'm getting on with picks in a second I and mean, odds in a second care is not really the word but when i watch it and look and maybe it's just new and i haven't adjusted and i don't like change i don't know i look at the top 25 and there's so many pac 12 schools in it i mm-hmm. like regionality I'm kind of bothered that all those schools are going somewhere else when I look at the mm, rankings because I go, this is stupid. Yeah, it's, it's it's idiotic. I mean, because they're they're littered throughout this. USC at five, Penn State at seven. I mean, not Penn State. Washington at eight, um, Utah at twelve, Oregon at thirteen, Oregon State at sixteen, Colorado at eighteen, uh, UCLA, Washington State at twenty three. UCLA's in there, and UCLA at twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Go. It's a strong league. League's gone.
3: Yeah, it's over. Unbelievable. I don't think it's going to hit us until next year when there's no PAC. Twelve. There's a there's a nothing. I
2: I think next year it's gonna be like, Really? The SEC has stayed relatively a modicum of regional, sort of. So I don't think we're noticing it as much as other places because how much we focus on the SEC, but I think it negative negatively is going to impact fans' experiences next year. Could be. I just do. Well, the early returns. I know the entire country doesn't have the same regionality necessarily as the South does sometimes, but I mean, I think there's. The early returns say that the people who are running college football do not care about the fan experience. They don't like
3: football. I mean, that two lane game. Okay, so I normally am at the game. Yeah, sure. So I was in here. You were at New Orleans. So we kind of switched roles a little bit. Yeah, sure. Chase, I was paying attention because I was riding, but there were times that I was like, because I had something else on this TV. Okay. So I had the Ole Miss game on this TV mm-hmm. and I had something else over here and they'd go to commercial
2: and I'd get into this. And I'd look up. And like, oh, I missed something. It was four minutes. Yeah. It was the most noticeable. I have seen it at a game and I don't necessarily know why, but I kept looking. I was sitting next to Michael Katz and I kept looking at him and going, we're still in break. Like, just it's, nothing happened we're just not moving i mean it's it, unreal it, it felt like there was an injury timeout every time like yeah. they were bringing the cart out or something because yeah. it was just so delayed and slow and i mean and when you and when they did the, the the review for example they came back and
3: like oh but while we were out you missed i'm like well this is when i would have rather stayed and seen the replays like for 4 minutes i had no idea whether they were going to rule that he'd stepped out or not i thought he'd stepped out but i didn't, I wasn't sure
2: it's I, only week two. It's incredible. It's only week two, and I'm completely able to rest my case that this new clock change is the dumbest thing ever. Well, it's, it, I'm fine with the, whether the clock change or not, but the, the, the commercials are longer than they've ever been. Because they filled the space with commercials. That only happened because but of the clock change. I think they added commercials. They did. They added commercials to make up for the time the actual game was losing. Because Ole Miss kicked off at
3: 2.30, and it was after 6 when it ended, Right. Yeah, give or take, yeah. I mean, so right. we're still going 340. And then you watch the NFL product the next day, and you're like, oh, yeah.
2: Totally different. The NFL's in charge. I know. The TV networks are not in charge. I know. Huge difference. I know. Well, I'm, I'm not arguing no, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying from a viewing experience. College football sacrificed their product for the dollar. One, right or wrong or indifferent. Yeah.
3: One viewing experience is is not all that great, and the other yeah. viewing experience is very streamlined. NFL games kind of roll. You you they, they move on. You get yeah, it. Sure. You know, I mean, you're good. You're good.
2: No, it's either taking back at some point or it just goes farther and farther and farther and you care a little less and a little less because yeah. of all the changes. But good God, man. I mean, if you're just like a casual viewer and
3: they go to commercial and you get up and go do you you could completely forget that the game was going on. I'm totally serious when I say this. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the people who are emotionally dialed into every play. I'm just talking about the cat who's like, yeah, I'm watching a football game. Sure. I mean, he goes to a four-minute commercial break. My God. I don't even have ADHD. I can't even imagine if I did. I I think I'd go mow the
2: yard or something. I'd get lost.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, grind makes the point that I've been making. The NFL players are much better with the clock. Which was the argument against the actual rule change. But when you filled it with commercials, you've just killed both sides now. You've made the play a little worse, and you've added commercials, which hasn't actually hurt, affected our time at all. Yeah. So congratulations. That, that That's what you pulled off. 161 ads in the LSU-Florida State game. Phew. Dude. So either they have to change something, or they're going to have to uh, – maybe you go to the golf thing. Or maybe, the, what is it, soccer where you put the freaking ad on the screen and do like the, the split screen during the game? Can you not do an in-game ad? That's what I'm talking about. Can you not charge more and have fewer? But why would you charge more and have fewer? I mean, you charge more and have the same. I guess. That's my point. Nothing else matters. Content does not matter anymore whatsoever. Because that number I just gave you didn't count the Affleck trivia question and the Goodyear player of the game and all that stuff. That was just traditional break ads at that number. Almost, you know, over 150 or whatever it was. Penn State giving 14 and a half to Illinois on Saturday. I think they're going to cover that. I like yeah. the Nittany Lions. lay them. Feel good about that for uh, for them. See, scrolling I actually down. watched
3: a little bit of Illinois, Kansas on Friday night.
2: Did you? Yeah,
3: Illinois is not so good.
2: Duke's going to beat one of the other smart schools. They're a 19-point favorite against Northwestern at home in Durham on uh, Saturday. Lay them. Yeah, I think so too. Minnesota getting seven from uh, North Carolina in Chapel Hill this weekend. I think I'll lay them. You kind of like that game all of a sudden. That's not bad. I set a Big Ten team. He perked up. He's excited. Yeah. Minnesota, North Carolina, you could do worse. Kind of like Virginia Tech getting three and a half at Rutgers on Saturday. I mean, I'd rather watch
3: that than somebody play Furman.
2: Yeah, sure. I don't know. That was a game for a little while. Well, it was, but still. Yeah. Oklahoma laying 26 against Tulsa. Oregon State laying 23 and a half against San Diego State. All right, where
3: do you stand on this yep. Jeff Lebby, Art Bryles thing? I'm a little I'm a little irritated. You know me. I hate our field. I hate the majority of the people in our field. It's, it's his father-in-law. Was it's there the, an
2: agreement in advance? I don't know. That's my question.
3: What are you going to do, though? Are you going to tell him, hey, when he wants to walk on the field at the end of
2: the game, that you can't come down here because no, that's my question, things though. that you did in the past? but that, Look, I have no problem with him on the field. I'm agreeing. I'm saying, did they break an agreement that was already in place? Because then you get into, Levy should, never should have agreed to it in begin with. with. Right. That's a different conversation. That's what annoyed me, is nobody asked the one question which I actually cared about was, was, was he told not Had to? Had y'all ever discussed yeah. this before? was he told not to, or are you just mad now in retrospect? Right. That's my question. That determines the whole thing. Right. Again, no, I have no issue with him on
3: the field whatsoever. Yeah, that was my thing. Is It's like, really? And then Levy gets asked those questions, and he didn't get asked the, the question. What's he supposed to say in that moment? Yeah, my father-in-law's a monster. Can't say that. It's the, mother of, it's the
2: father of his, of his wife. My, as strong as Castiglione came out, my guess is there was an agreement that wouldn't be the case. Probably so. So again, you either make the agreement or you don't make the agreement. But that's I just thought the question. some. Of,
3: I just thought some of the media stuff was just
2: overkill. But that's what we do. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me in any stretch of the imagination. Just ridiculous. Georgia minus twenty-seven at home against South Carolina on Saturday. Lay I guess they score enough. I don't think Carolina can score.
3: Their offense is so dink 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 that I think Georgia will, Georgia might score fourteen defensive points. Look, the thing with Georgia is that defensively, they are really freaking good. They're great. Offensively, it's...
2: It's a slog.
3: It's Yeah, it's... it's They're not good offensively. No, they're not. The question with them is, can they be average? Because
2: if they're average, they'll be fine. It might be enough, yeah. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Alabama on the road in Tampa at USF on uh
3: Here's the question Saturday. with Bama. Do they make a move at quarterback? to Simpson to somebody do yeah. they go to two quarterbacks so they divide the time what do they how do they do that where, what where does that stand Saban admitted that he thought about going to a, making a quarterback change and then they had a scoring drive Yeah It'll be it will be an interesting week there they'll destroy South Florida
2: I'm not saying it's the case Okay I'm not putting Nick Saban in his grave, okay? Okay. Well, some people, I know what you're about to say, and some people are saying it. You stop resonating at some point with age. Unless you're
3: running for president, at which point you don't.
2: But you, everybody's had this moment where they fall off just a little bit because you don't connect with the player quite as well. Yeah. Is he there? Again, not saying yes or no. I don't know. I don't know. I've watched, but that would be one of my questions if I'm Greg Byrne.
3: Did you see the the wide? I think it was a wide receiver kid who scored a touchdown. He he did an Instagram live. I think it was an Instagram
2: live. Okay, some social media product where he was live. Okay,
3: and he calls his mother over and he's like, "Hey, look at how many viewers I've got!" And he's excited. He's dancing and all that stuff. And people are just blowing him up in the stream. And I kind of like, you know, in Nick Saban's glory days, which is not that long ago, really. That probably didn't happen. Guys weren't celebrating a touchdown in a game that they lost. It's a different. It's a different era of kid. I mean, you're you're managing different. The kids are different now. You get on the social media, you see it. I mean, there was pretty some evidence of it with an Ole Miss player on Saturday. There's there's stuff. Okay. It's it's a different deal. You brought that
2: up. There is, and here's the deal. Everything we've talked about forever, I'm going to be very brief with my coming up to speed. The NIL, the player's abilities to transfer, all the things that we are player-friendly now, and it's not direct, but there is a sense, at least among the players, of, please, God, just play, and we'll give you whatever you want. And there's no rules, and there's no whatever, and just, please, God, put the uniform on and come play. Mm -hmm. There's at least that feeling around things. Sure outside of double transfers. That is. Yeah. That's what you feel. And look, I don't know. Maybe I'm being somebody who turns 40 this, this year. Maybe I'm being whatever. I, I don't know the answer to this, but I'm kind of annoyed by the answer of, yeah, they're just kids and they're different and they have social media. I'm frustrated by it because you're making a lot of money. Most of these kids no, you're a professional when it comes to that. Now mm-hmm. it's like the Quinchon Judkins thing. Look, I'm not bashing Quinshawn Judkins. I don't know what the hell he was talking about. I'm not about to go dissect his social media. However, I do not think it's out of bounds to look at Quinshawn Judkins' social media because he posted something or liked Agreed. something and make a judgment on that. It makes three quarters of a million dollars. We would do it on the NFL player at any point. Absolutely. So why not that? I, I don't think I don't like the answer to. No, he's just a college kid. No, 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 no. You you sacrifice that ability. And I'm not talking about Quinshon in, in general. I mean specifically. Yeah. I mind anybody. You sacrifice that ability once we're in this era. You can lose things off social media and post just like the employee at wherever any private entity. It's just the truth. Yeah. That's the, that's that's my point. Is there are negatives that come with this. There is a responsibility that comes with this. It's mm-hmm. not all just yes, I get to do whatever I want and I get all these things. Life still doesn't work that way. Again, no. he's not getting punished. Now, again, I'm trying to stay off Quencheon because it's not really about that. It just opened me up to thought with this. But in general, a college player is not necessarily being punished for these things. But no, it's you're, you're fully within the right to at least speculate and can wonder as long as you do it responsibly on what those things meant or didn't mean or what is said or not yeah. said. No, I mean, I got
3: asked on social media yesterday what I thought about. It. I was like, I don't know. I mean, my gut reaction is still college kid being on social media. But I can't argue with what you just said when he makes a post or retweets a post or whatever that says, I made my bed, I have to lay in it. I'm like, there's kind of no way to construe that in any other way. And then look, when you go back and delete stuff, you are admitting.
2: It makes it look like that's exactly that's what you're talking That's the worst about. thing. I mean, yeah.
3: you, 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 that's affirmation of what people suspected. And you just start randomly liking Will Campbell post. I mean, it fuels speculation, right? It does. I mean, yeah, I, that's I, my point. I'm going to be not, I'm yeah, going to be real not, here. I mean, yeah, here's yeah. a kid who still has his transfer available. He can't go pro after this year. He has his transfer available, and so now when people go, you know what? He might transfer to LSU. There's there's like, well, there's there's some evidence that he's thinking about it. I mean, how how strong is that? Whether evidence? it is or isn't yeah. because
2: of something you did.
3: Yeah, yeah. that's it. You created that storyline. Nobody else was going to be like. I mean, I was never going to be like, hey, yeah, you know, Quinshawn Judkins might be thinking about transferring to LSU. But now I'm like, okay, well, I got to watch that now because he
2: could. The rules allow him to. As early as January. Yeah, I think it's just young people in general. Again, I'm not 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 doesn't doing anything anybody else isn't doing, but it's hey, look, it is still out in the world. It's there. People see it. Yeah. There is a response to you doing things on social media. It's not simply I well, you know. I don't know. I mean, and for the record, by the way, yeah, sure. As someone
3: who has kids in this generation. Yeah. I don't blame the kids. I blame the parents. With no exceptions. I blame the parents. We're the ones that let kids quit. We're the ones that just let, hey, you don't like your club team? Switch to a new club team. You don't like that AAU coach? Just switch to a new AAU coach. There is no perseverance taught. So you can't be shocked. You can't be shocked when you look up and you're like, okay, well, you know, I had a couple bad games. I'm going to jump in the portal. I can. Yeah, because the rules allow it. Sure. Shouldn't be shocking. They didn't learn that on their own. It wasn't some organic thing. Don't blame the kids. Blame the parents. That's who did it. It's a gener- generational. That's who does it. Not a collection of when they were thirteen. They said, "Hey, you know what? Let's have a meeting. Let's all agree to be quote soft." End quote. No, it's not it. An environment was created for them that put them in that spot. I tell mine all the time: you have to have some toughness some mental toughness. You're going to go through adversity. Everything is not always going to go your way, and you can't just quit. You can't just switch and switch and switch. You're going to have moments in your professional life that are challenging. There's a reason they call, I say this all the time to everybody, there's a reason they call it work. Hey, I'm going to get up and go to fun today. No, you're getting up and going to work today. And, Ideally, your work will be fun, but there will be days when work sucks. Mm-hmm. When I had to get up and go, I'm not getting on my soapbox, but when I had to get up on Saturday mornings and drive in Alabama and drive to Montevallo to cover a girls' high school volleyball tournament, there was no part of me that looked forward to that. None. But it was my job, and so I did it. And I had two choices. I could either go, okay, well, I'm going to salt the whole damn day, or I'm going to try to write something that's good from this. I'll figure it out because I'm here one way or the other, right? And, but we didn't. That's that's not the way it is now. And so of course, there's there's a there's a difference. But it's not on the kids. When you blame the kids, I just think you're blaming the wrong people. I mean, there's ones left, I'll, I'll, I'll get off. My those ones left holding is
2: the thing. I mean,
3: oh, PCA's getting called up. Oh, cool. That must be. Oh, the only bad thing about that is that must mean is that Jamer Candelario's hurt. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. What the hell are we talking about? Pete Crow Armstrong, apparently, according to people in the stream, is, uh, getting, is getting called up. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as the future savior of the Chicago
2: Cubs. Okay. I was about to say in English, please. Um, No, look, point being. He's as if God created a baseball player
3: okay. and put him in center field, he would be Pete Crow Armstrong. Okay. There. No pressure. Oh,
2: I'll come back to that probably in a minute. But, um, yeah, the final point. When I get, was trying to lighten the mood yeah, from yeah, yeah. my soapbox. When I'm you're sorry. getting paid, there is responsibility and there's more attention. That's it. There's more attention on you.
3: And when you're getting paid close to a million dollars to play college football, there is pressure on you to yeah. be a leader on your team. There is. Yeah, sure. I mean, there just is. And if you don't like that, pardon my language here, hit the mute, but tough shit. If it's not going well for you, you got to figure out why it's not going well.
2: Yeah, look, his social media is not changing anything this week. It's not affecting anything in the locker room, none of that. It's not, it's whatever, it's just, it's a lesson. It's, hey, this is what happened. Right. It becomes talk. Well, it can become a locker room thing. It can, sure. Fast. Yeah.
3: Fast. I mean, it is absolutely something if you're covering the team and you're saying, Hey, we're covering the arc of this season. You, what, what is the, what do they say in baseball? Put a star by it. Yeah. Yeah. You put a star by this one. Hey, I'm watching a little, nope. One of the little stickies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yellow thing in the book of this season. You're putting a sticky right here because it's going to go one way or the other. It's either going to, this is going to be something that becomes this synergizing thing or it's going to become divisive. Yeah. I, I say all the time, you're either regressing or progressing. I don't believe in in stagnation. I don't think there's a lot of it. This show's either getting better or it's getting worse. It might get worse and then get better and then yeah, get sure. worse and then get better, but it never is like, hey, you know what? Tuesday show was the same as Monday show. Not, not really. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm preaching today. I'm not trying no, to. I had kind of a parenting moment yesterday. I'm not going to dive into it on this show, but where mm-hmm. we had a conversation. We had a breakthrough. We talked about something. There was something that went adverse, and it was upsetting. And I said, hey, the only way you stop this from happening again is to go work on it, to to acknowledge that you have an issue and that you have to make it better. And the only way to make it better is to work, is to apply yourself, to acknowledge you have a problem and to try to fix it. That's it. Otherwise, the problem
0: stays.
2: My gut tells me that they're 140 yards and two touchdowns a game away from us not talking about it anymore. But Of course. Again, you know,
3: of course. It's, it's, I but. mean, look, like you said, you said it earlier in the show, and I've been saying it for weeks. They play Alabama in 12 days. Yeah. Okay? When that game starts... You know what's coming. The score's going zero to be 0-0. to zero. They're going to put 15.00 on it. The, Q- the QTR is going to say 1. And somebody's going to kick a football. And they're going to bring the captains out. Someone's going to defer. And someone's going to kick a ball through the end zone. It's going to be 1st and 10 <laughs> on the 25. And, the, and when the ball gets snapped. Here we gonna, go. Here we and go. And he's going to wind it. And they're going to keep score. And yeah. we're going to find out. It's coming. Yeah. Alabama's going to beat. USF on Saturday. And Ole Miss and is going Miss to beat Georgia. Georgia Tech on Saturday. And we're going to dissect those games because that's what we get paid to do. But in 12 days, there's a moment of truth coming. There's yeah. an exam coming. And now the exam's for Alabama too. Yeah. Cause Alabama's not going to learn a damn thing about themselves on Saturday against USF. They're going to learn a hell of a lot about themselves against Ole Miss. Yeah. And Ole Miss is going to learn a hell of a lot about itself against Alabama. And then the next week when Ole Miss plays LSU, it's another exam. You got two exams coming. They're coming. Yeah. And so you'll find out all about it because when we do this show on 12, 20 days from right now, or uh, three weeks from right now, we're going to know. It's
2: going to be a really informative show because we're going to know a hell of a lot more than we know today. Because what do we know today? Not much. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. Podcast brought to you by Northeast Spark, N E S -S P A R C, serves people across rural communities. Two packages the Ignite, the 100 MBPS, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone servers, portal controls, network security, and much more. Again, get the best internet in Lafayette County, also parts of Union and Pontotoc Counties. That's 662-238-3159.
3: Uh, Dead Soxy, the best socks you can put on your feet. They sponsor our post-game show. We certainly appreciate that. They have a, a new uh, line out with uh, Michael Trigg merchandise so uh, you can find all of that at deadsoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi, clients in multiple states, uh, advisors in multiple states. They provide uh, detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's MyPinWealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N-Wealth.com. We're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you are uh, planning a trip, maybe it's a holiday trip, maybe you're already looking ahead to spring break to next summer, uh, get in touch with John, give him some parameters, give him a budget. He's going to help you find some options that you're probably not going to find on your own. It's going to help you make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387 or jedwards at regencytravel.net. And we're brought to you by OPA. It's the uh, perfect place on the square for uh, your company dinner, a festive party event. If you're already thinking about Christmas parties, hard to believe, but that's right around the corner. Get in touch with them. Get in touch with Jeannie, 601-421-7147. Fabulous food, great craft libations. They can accommodate up to 200 guests at OPA. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist, staffing and recruiting agency, They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they can help you with opportunities across the board in multiple fields from beginner level to advanced uh, career levels. Just get in touch with Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138 or check out their improved and new website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at uh, Corinth Dental. Uh, Bubba McQueen and uh, Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today and take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com.
2: You'll mention Christmas lights. Let Heavenly Sunshine or mention Christmas. Christmas lights by Heavenly Sunshine. They will help you out. They know they can be a lot of work, but they're beautiful and they can take care of the hassle and do that work for you with their full service installation plan. They'll install, take down, and even store the lights in the non Christmas season. They use commercial grade LEDs that are 100% customizable to your home or business. Let them take care of the lights while you take care of the gifts. You book gifts. In the month of September, and you get a, a free 30 inch deluxe lighted wreath with code MPW10. That's MPW10 for a free wreath with Heavenly Sunshine. They've been serving the Mid South over four decades. Their full service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. That's HeavenlySunshine.com, 662 342 1203 to book your free estimate today. Get back into uh, the games. Yeah, I mean, Alabama plays Ole Miss, and, I mean, Ole Miss has a chance to effectively end their season from the standpoint of anything they would be playing for um, yes. heading into the year. I mean, it, not even out September yet would be kind of done for the Tide. It's been a while since that was the case. Uh, Nick Saban's pretty good at home usually, um, but they did not look great on Saturday. Iowa still trying to get 25 points in a game for uh, Coach's Kid. They are hosting Western Michigan, so a big game for uh, – for the for the Ferens family on Saturday is the line is higher than twenty five points <laughs> on Saturday. So you gotta lay twenty seven. That says a lot about the Broncos, doesn't it? it, it that the Hawkeyes are favored by twenty seven points.
3: Here's the it's the crazy thing is two years in a row. The offense is just very pedestrian and the defense is really good.
2: I mean Phil Parker's trying to save his job. Defens- Giving him the ball, scoring touchdowns. Yeah. Defensively Iowa's a really good team. Look, I know if, Kirk is a legend there, it's malpractice right now. It is. Because they're wasting what should be a really good Big Ten team with their lack of offense. They should be
3: a top four Big Ten
2: team. And instead, they're a fringe top 25 team that we are making fun of every week. It's yeah. on It's on the coach. I agree completely. 100%. They have one of the best defenses in the country. Yes. And they are average or are barely above average because of how bad their offense is. I mean, defensively, they are elite. No, they're not. they're great. They are
3: wasting. They are wasting so much because they if if they if they could be average on offense, they'd have a shot. If they were slightly above average on offense, they'd be a rolling ball of butcher knives, as Tommy Tuberville used to say. Because they won't. They don't have to do a lot to win.
2: No, you give them Notre Dame's offense, and they're a title contender. Oh yeah, legit. But because that defense can stifle people, but not like this. Not like this at all. Texas A&M trying to hand ULM its first loss of the season. The Warhawks two and 0 after a wins over Army and Lamar to kick things off. Terry Bowden got things rolling over there in Funrow. Um, A&M a thirty-two point favorite against ULM on uh, on Saturday. So here we go. We talked about this all offseason. They're going to lay the. They're going to win by thirty-two.
3: Oh yeah, I'm going to talk about that. But, yeah, here, but here we go with A M. and m They lost to Miami. It's already talking now. People are already doing it. How does this team handle what's now going to start becoming a distraction? It's always, you always have a plan, right? right when you're fighting Mike Tyson. Until. You had a plan until Mike Tyson came out and punched you. Suddenly plan doesn't work anymore. And suddenly you're scrambling. So here we are. They're scrambling. They said, hey, we're going to be better on offense. You are. But you thought you'd be good on defense, and you're not. So now what do you do? Now what happens? A lot of pressure on Connor Wegman. Oh. And look, it's about to get real for them. What happens when you lose again? You have two losses, and you haven't even played – Bama yet. You hadn't gone to Ole Miss yet. You hadn't done some of the things you got to do yet. What happens if you lose to Mississippi State? What happens if you lose to Arkansas in two weeks? What happens? Can you survive it? Does it become this stifling thing where all of a sudden everybody's talking about the portal and people who's going to be the next coach? And I don't know.
2: And that schedule have a lot of coin flips on there. Games you can lose. Which then takes it where fan base gets even more oh for sure i mean let's let's pull it up i mean i was reading the the content on saturday and it was not pretty not nice not giving them a pass on saturday and that loss at miami gardens all right so their schedule coming up yeah i mean look at this dude listen to this let's just talk about the next few weeks that's what i meant that little stretch they get ulm sure win. then auburn at home not a guarantee no. Auburn defensively is pretty good. Pretty good. Now offensively they're horrid. Play Arkansas in the
3: Jerry World mm-hmm. game? That ain't no give me. I mean, we'll talk about Arkansas in a minute, but mm, I mean, that's coin tossy. I might go slight lean to the Aggies, but we're talking yeah. like 52-48. They could lose. Oh, sure. Easy. If I told you today hey Arkansas beats Texas A&M, you're not even blinking on it. You're like, day.
2: "Okay." Yeah, sure.
3: If I tell you that Arkansas that uh, Alabama beats them in College Station, Are you Uh, blinking? No. If I tell you they lose in Knoxville, are you blinking? Not even a little bit. I think they beat South Carolina, but by this point, it could be a disaster. If I told you they lost at Ole Miss, are you blinking?
2: Ole Miss might get the most wobbly A&M team they've played in a while that's just beaten and battered by that point. And then after that, you get Mississippi State, first-year coach. They're going to keep playing hard.
3: Abilene Christian and then at LSU. Hey, That thing could hmm. get... We talked about this. If you lose to Miami... What if all oh, of yeah. a sudden you just got the boxing analogy?
2: You just got, popped. you just
3: came in. You got cut. You've got a cut over your left eye at the end of the first round. Mm-hmm. You don't think they're going to attack that cut. Do you? The refs coming over at every corner now going do we
2: need to stop this. To it looks it. like a really good matchup for Tennessee and Ole Miss because of how bad their defense is. Oh, I think it looks like
3: a really good matchup for for uh, Arkansas and Alabama too. Yeah, because I think you can run on them, yeah. which allows you to control clock.
2: Right. Just, ooh, we'll see. Uh, Tulane a twelve and a half point favorite against Will Hall and the Golden Eagles at the Rock on Saturday in Hattiesburg. Um, the Tulane people were thinking Pratt's out three to four weeks with a uh, oh. MC an MCL injury was the. They were, they were not saying anything out loud, but that was the scuttlebutt that was running through the press box on Saturday.
3: I'm sure he's a wonderful kid, and his parents are very proud of him. <laughs> but I got questions about whether you can win with Horton.
2: You know he went 30-0 and in Texas 4A football in high school? I'm not surprised. I know. i just saying. Yeah. I saw that in the thing. I'll be down. That yeah. pretty good. I mean, he tried. He tried. Most I mean, they did here. The Played day. hard. It's the Simpsons, the cake. <laughs> <We> tried. <laughs> I mean, look, they can beat Southern without him on Saturday. Yeah.
3: Um I think so.
2: In the American, their defense is gonna play. Yeah. Um the watered down American. It's an yeah. American without Cincinnati and Houston and <laughs> BYU and UCF. That might have been my most visceral thing on Saturday that bothered me was UCF and Boise playing a Big Twelve conference game. Or they weren't, but it's like you know what I mean. Like yeah. I know BYU's in it. It's like I had to think for a minute. I went, "Is that league games?" Like, and I went, "What yeah. are you doing, Chase?" But yeah. that's where we are. Yeah. As I go, is is this a thing right now? As we're as we're doing it. Um for, for, the,
3: for this thread maybe laugh. Have you seen some of the the gifs or memes or whatever this morning about Daniel Jones yeah. trying to fit in with the top? The highest paid quarterbacks and they show all these like sheep and
2: there's a Labrador retriever who's like looking around like, am I okay? I don't remember who put this on Twitter yesterday, but I laughed for several minutes and it said the best description that they had ever seen of Daniel Jones was <laughs> he looks like an actor playing Eli in a movie about Peyton. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Sorry, Jeffrey. I mean,
3: Oh, I think Jeffrey's okay. I think Jeffrey, the Giants are Jeffrey not forty to nothing that. bad. It just no. kind of
2: went off the rails, but yeah, they had some weird plays, and then it just it, it, just, it was over. Um, we're completely since I've gotten to the Tulane game, we're moving on from the Green Wave. If anybody is out there that hears this, credit to their media relations people. They got everybody in the press box. They had seats. We could all see. They did everything they could do given the space limitations on Saturday after a week of wondering what that was going to look like. It was completely fine. There were no issues whatsoever. Um, Stadium construction and getting out of there, but that's not on Jason and his team. No. They did not build the stadium. not part of his deal. But note to self, when you're building a stadium, don't have the visiting team exit through the concourse and take up an exit at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. Which then divides the concourse in half because you can't even cross because the team is leaving. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, every college in the country should hire a logistics expert, expert to handle entrance, exit, and concession stands. If there are people out there that do this that you, you should hire. Every, everyone should have one. Just saying. <sighs> uh, South Owl, speaking of, they are uh, in uh, Stillwater on Saturday facing Oklahoma State. They are oh. seven-point underdogs. In that one against uh, interesting against Okie State on the weekend, mm, Tennessee and Florida on Saturday. Speaking of a game we used to find really exciting back in the nineties, plus seven on this one. Tennessee giving seven in Gainesville. All right, so here's the
3: question: on the scale of one to ten, with one being "there's no way in hell I'm watching that," and ten being "you couldn't
2: pry me away from that." Where does this rank? It's oddly high because I really? want to see the train wreck. Okay, no, I I don't know why. This line is confusing me. Is is do we think less of Tennessee after Austin P? Are we giving Florida not enough credit in some weird way? Why is this only seven points? I know Tennessee played with its food the other day. I get it. I am not holding that against them. So what are we doing? I did get a lot of energy though of West Rucker complaining about the officiating in the Austin P game and yeah. how they aren't throwing enough personal foul penalties on Austin P. Yeah. By the way, he was very upset in the first yeah. half. Thank you for all who sent is this them even, to me. Is this
3: an act by him at this point?
2: I think I steer, think he wants to. Into the- I think he wants to be loved. Okay. And he thinks that that's the way to be loved. So steer much. into the I'm the I'm the great defender. Of well, because he's kind of hated by their fan base. Really, that's the odd thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Because he can be just snarky enough occasionally when they're wounded. And now the question is: Is it just because it's funny, or because he's hurt? And I don't know the answer to that. I can't say I've broken bread with the man or know him very well. Um, we should get y'all together. We should. We should all hang out. Vanderbilt and UNLV. Vanderbilt minus three and a half at UNLV. Well, I mean, we would have seen each other in Omaha, but they didn't make it two years ago. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't... I. It's true. I saw the Notre Dame people. I don't know. That's um, true. It's true. Vanderbilt needs to win a game in Vegas on Saturday because it's looking it kind of bleak for the Commodores. <sighs> Although you think
3: they could beat Missouri.
2: I'm just telling you, I've watched a little Missouri, and I don't think they're very good. I
3: know someone close to... Missouri, who thinks that uh, Missouri might be having a coaching change? Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Those are happening pretty often around there right now. Yeah. God, what is Drinkwitz's next job if he gets fired from Missouri? I guess he's an offensive analyst somewhere for a little while. Oh, you think he does that? I'm guessing. You don't think it's like group of five, put the hat on somewhere? And I mean, Maybe go take SMU into the ACC or something.
3: I would think with the money SMU's
2: paying, <laughs> they can do better than that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man, I'm just insulting everybody today. I'm sorry It's just I, a couple hundred million. I'm not going to lose sleep over that. One booster at SMU tells Ross Dellinger. okay I mean. I mean, whatever Here's the thing in a place like
3: Missouri though when you run off wits, then what ne- are you doing? The next question is, okay, well, who are you getting? Because the day you fire him, it's not his fault anymore.
2: It's true. Scrolling through, let's see what we got. Um Troy James Madison's a good game on Saturday. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a really good game on Saturday. Troy minus one and a half at home. Yeah. Against the Dukes. That's a good game. Dukes knocked off Virginia on Saturday. Yeah. Everybody kept going upset James Madison's a better team. What are y'all talking yeah, about? Virginia like, sucks. Yeah. No, James Madison's just better. 20 and a half now for Ole Miss. Opened at 21 and a half. It's now at 20 and a half. Is this not an enormous line? Georgia Tech played pretty well against Louisville in the opener. They lost. Then they beat up. South Carolina State, whatever. Yeah. This line feels big to me. It feels a little big to me because
3: I kind of question, and I told you this, I kind of question whether the intensity is going to be
2: there, knowing what's coming. And what just happened. And what just happened. This is the sleep game it might help a little bit because there's a power five team on the helmet, but and I don't I don't
3: know I don't know about Georgia Tech enough we'll try to get Kelly or someone on to talk sure. about him something Russell I, we could get Russell sure good okay. God knows he's got the computer to log into yes um, <laughs> oh Miss is beating them the line's probably about right okay if you if you told me hey, by how much? I'm like, I don't know. It also show,
2: this is what it also shows. Again, remember, Vegas is trying to get money in places and do things. Perception nationally is that Ole Miss is a top 25 team that's going to beat the hell out of Georgia Tech. Yeah. So, Joe Gambler from Dubuque, he's looking at it and going, hold on, Ole Miss just beat Tulane 37 to well, 20 in yeah. a top 25 win. The oh, they're about to beat Georgia Tech. Here's so
3: the out. question I would have is, what does Georgia Tech's front seven look like? Because if I'm Ole Miss, I've got to figure out this right. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I've got to get some confidence before I go to Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Because I know Alabama just lost, but it's still Alabama. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, the whole the dynasty is over thing. I'm with you. But it doesn't mean that there's still some damage they can do from the ruins.
2: Got a rivalry game on Saturday. Pitts at West Virginia. West Virginia, one-point favorite over the Pitt Panthers on uh, on Saturday. That's Oof. a one, by the way, on a one to ten on how interested I am. Yeah, it's a one. Uh told you how bad Purdue is. Syracuse minus three in West Lafayette on the road. God, that's a one. That's a one.
3: Can you imagine if someone said, hey, you
2: have to watch Syracuse-Purdue? I'm out. I'd say no, I don't. Arkansas minus 11 against BYU and the Cougars on Saturday in Fayetteville. Arkansas is kind of weird right now. They're Rockets still hurt. They're very
3: similar to Ole Miss right now. Mm -hmm. If you want the truth, they're very similar to Ole Miss. They're struggling a little bit up front. They're depending on a veteran quarterback who's making plays. They're throwing the ball a little bit better than you thought they'd throw it. They're having a trouble running it, but Sanders isn't playing. Probably out this week and then back after that is what I'm hearing. And then defensively, new coordinator, a lot of new players, and they're probably a little better, at least statistically, than people thought they'd be, but they haven't truly been tested yet. I don't know whether BYU will test them or not. They went out there last year and won that game pretty handedly. But Arkansas is one of those teams. It's kind of like Kentucky and, frankly, Ole Miss and a handful Mm -hmm. of teams that you're like, you know, I guess they could be good. They could just be average. And if
2: you tell me they're a little below average, I'd kind of buy it right now. I don't know. Yeah. It's only two games. We haven't seen a ton. Yeah. Competition's been all over the place. Yeah. You
3: know, I mean, a lot of similarities between Ole Miss and Arkansas,
2: though. Yeah, for sure. Men's basketball tickets on sale. Those are on sale at OleMissTix.com. Women's basketball tickets as well. OleMissTix.com. Women's basketball tickets, only $50 per season ticket. And the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, they've got their pledge per win and pledge per touchdown campaigns going on. You can go to to GiveToAthletics, G-I-V-T-O, athletics.com to sign up today. And then single-game football tickets for the rest of the season. Some of those still available as well. Again, those OleMissTix.com.
3: Uh, are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Either way, Andy Ludeke can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's a hundred percent free, nothing to lose myperfectfranchise.net or you can contact andy directly at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or you can call him at 404-973-9901 southern traditions farm is a 68 acre 32 stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in canton mississippi two sand rings a grass ring miles of wooded trails tons offered at southern traditions farm so get in touch with them if you're interested in using their venue you can do that as well it's on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business. As a GAF master, elite contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured, Riverland Services Mississippi and its surrounding states. So text or call Riverland today at 662 644 four two nine seven. And are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to college town, Oxford, your new home away from home. They want you to want the best. And that's exactly what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on campus events at Ole Miss college town offered is college town, Oxford, I should say is next door to the Ole Miss campus. They offer spacious two, three, four and five bedroom cottages, each with individual leases because they believe in flexibility and simplicity. Their incredible amenities will help you feel like you're living in a resort. Whether it's a weekend binge-watch session or hosting the best game day parties, you'll do it in comfort and style, cheering on the Rebels with your friends. The community is designed to give you the perfect blend of comfort and convenience. So don't break up the gang. Grab your friends, pick out your favorite floor plan, and reserve it today at CollegetownOxford.com. You can text their VIP list Today, to be the first to know when they're leasing for fall 2024 is open. That number is 662-300-3733.
2: Podcast is brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery. that got their tailgating packages going for college football this season at Ole Miss and in the Grove with Georgia Tech being a 630 kick. It's a great time to use Johnson Hill Creamery. You can order right there on their website at johnsonhillcreamery.com. You pick up at Chicory Market. Just specify the game you're ordering for if you'd like to pick up on Friday or Saturday. They have a limited number of grazing tables for football season. You can fill out the uh, inquiry form under our services on their website. Again, they feed 10, 20, or 40. Tons of great options. They're big trays. They do everything from uh, their artisanal cheese trays. They make their cheeses locally every single day. The grazing, the charcuterie trays, the sandwich trays, the cheesecake dip, which is a huge favorite. They can come with fruit. They've got crudite with hummus, sorted cookies and brownies, and much more. So again, that's specifying what game you want. Pick up at Chicory Market. That's JohnsonhillCreamery Hill Let's get into the rest of the uh, games for the weekend. TCU giving seven at Houston. It's a Big Twelve matchup now between oh, yeah. the uh, the Horn Frogs and the Cougars on Saturday. Hawaii is at Oregon. Thirty seven is the line on that one. The Ducks giving the Warriors on Saturday. Bo Nix gonna have a day. Yeah, against Hawaii, the battle in New Mexico is up. New Mexico State, New Mexico, and only a one and a half point line. I mean, that's a close. Hey, wait! I mean, you're that's, awesome. Sign me up.
3: You're all the in on Breaking that one. Bad Bowl. Oh, there you go. See, okay. they should do that. Should be a trophy.
2: Yeah, they should.
3: The winner gets a trophy full of meth.
2: Heisenberg's hat. He- there you go. The hat is that what we go for? That'd be good. Is it the hat good or the kid's bicycle? Oh, come on. That's the scene that sticks with you. Oh, was not necessary.
1: You can't let <laughs> necessary.
2: They had to show that Jesse was a monster. Okay. They did. I mean, I already kind of believed it. Both pregame shows, Fox and ESPN, are in Boulder on Saturday for Colorado State. Colorado, a 20 point game, by the way. Hey, look, think what you want about Deion
3: Sanders, whatever. That's not a bad football team.
2: Not a bad football team.
3: Shadur Sanders, pretty good quarterback. Yes. Plays with a chip on his shoulder. They got some weapons, they use them, and they're getting better on
2: defense. Travis Hunter out here doing plays like Cy Young did in innings. I mean, dude <laughs> didn't dude come off the field. Did like 127 plays in week one?
3: Yeah, like literally NFL people look at him and go, okay, well, on the box, in shape? Yeah, that's taken care of <laughs> i sure <laughs> he's an eighty. Yeah. On the twenty eighty scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good God. But hey, here's the thing. That place was kind of raucous. They were having fun. That place was a funeral home the last few years. No, it's they've been awful.
2: I mean credit. It's been a train wreck since whatever year McIntyre won the division or was whatever, whatever they did. Rick George, that. who hired him, yeah. credit to him. Came out that day and goes, We don't currently have the money, but we will. Hey. I mean, tip your hat.
3: I mean, they're good.
2: They're, they're they're and they're fun. We've got a couple minutes here. That's all the games for the week. We'll get into Pinilla's picks on Thursday. Am I missing something with this Mel Tucker thing? a lot here i mean i know a couple minutes is not going to answer my question though to some degree this is getting out of a really bad contract oh for sure even if whatever is also whatever it is okay
3: if you've got children in the car now's the time we're done with the show We're not going to talk about Ole Miss anymore.
2: We're done with the show except for this topic.
3: We'll talk about Lane Kiffin tomorrow on the Tuesday. Yeah, he has a 12
2: o'clock press conference today. Lane Kiffin's at noon, players afterwards.
3: So if you're here for Ole Miss content.
2: Or really any content except this. We're we're literally just talking about this for a minute and we're getting off the air. I
3: mean, PCA's on my mind, but I'll talk about this. That's it. You're not missing anything.
2: NFL shows tomorrow. I'm not even mentioning Joe Burrow today. We're done. Yeah, leave Joe alone, okay? I apologize. He had a day. It's okay. Everybody has a bad day. He did. Okay, if Mel Tucker's twelve and two, we're not having this conversation right now. Agreed. The university's known about
3: this since July.
2: Maybe the 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 university in the country that is the worst at handling these type of things. Yes,
3: they've known about this since July. They let him go through an entire preseason camp, and the first couple they're two and zero, oh, and they didn't play anybody. But they're two and zero, oh. and all of a sudden, this leaks to USA Today. Now, I don't know how it all got to USA Today. It was really good journalism. The yeah, story true. was really well
2: written. Yeah, it appears to be accurate and all that stuff.
3: But these are conversations between this woman and I can't remember her name. Right Brenda now. Tracy. Brenda Tracy and Mel Tucker that are happening at like one in the morning.
2: And apparently, I don't know the exact numbers. There were at least 25 calls of at least half an hour.
3: Yeah, I think that's I right. I think that's right. Something along those lines. So, there clearly is a relationship. There is some some level of consensual
2: nature to this. Yes, 100%.
3: Did the masturbation happen on a Zoom call or like on FaceTime or were they just having a conversation? Because he
2: says he told her and she acknowledges that he did. And they continued the call. She did not hang up, said she froze up and was unable to get off the call. He claims it was consensual the the entire intimate he called it an intimate relationship beyond this yeah and claims it's consensual not defending him in any
3: shape form or yeah no that's not again that's but I'm I am questioning whether that's a
2: fireable offense okay I'm I'm, I'm asking whether that's a, a loose fireable clause offense in Michigan State's contract that allows it to be arguable okay. I don't have the exact phrase in front of me but there is a clause where when I read what it was I went. It's loose, but I see what you're doing and trying to right. get out of a bad contract. But I read it and just was
3: like, oh, boy. This is like, you're just all over the gray area here. Like, with what? Now, am I, am I saying? Because she's
2: not a Michigan State employee?
3: No. So him having what appears to be a consensual to some degree relationship phone sex episode Yes, yes. that I'm assuming was, I, I assume was just phone
2: just to my knowledge. Okay. I, I I don't, I mean, I haven't read every piece of this, but I, yes, I, to I, my I, knowledge. Like, so
3: how do you fire him
2: for that? Someone goes, well, he's married. Eh, that's not the point. I get it, but not the point. 27 phone calls prior or at least overall with an average of at least 30 minutes.
3: I mean, I don't ever talk to anybody more than 30 minutes. (laughs) And Caroline talks a lot. (laughs) I I, I don't know.
2: I mean, there's a lot of lessons you can learn from this. Oh, look, because if. Whatever the worst case is, if if he really was doing things to harass this woman, you are beyond stupid. And the, you should be punished. Yes. I mean, what like that's why I just kinda go, hold on a minute. But
3: Ginger says, I'm sorry, if she was not okay with it, she should just hang up. Or she could have told him I'm not okay with this. Instead And I realize we're this, but we we did warn people she she told him to go ahead essentially oh really well and stayed on the phone until there was completion <laughs> i mean
2: <laughs> ginger I mean their two statements are what are at heart here. <laughs> and this apparently was a once thing. Neither side has indicated it was more than once.
3: Correct. Okay.
2: But after but after that call, he got different
3: because she said something to somebody about it and he said, I can't trust you anymore and she Her felt-
2: quote, the idea that someone could know me and say they understand my trauma, but then reinflict that trauma on me is disgusting. It's hard for me to even wrap my mind around. It's like he sought me out just to betray me. His quote, "Miss Tracy's distortion of our mutually consensual and intimate relationship into allegations of sexual exploitation has really affected me. I'm not proud of my judgment. I'm having difficulty forgiving myself for getting into the situation, but I did not engage in misconduct by any definition.
3: Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm curious to see how Jimmy Sexton resolves this one.
2: Oh, is that really? Is he the, oh, yeah. is he he's the a, agent? He's, he's Tucker's
3: guy. Is he? Yeah, he's so the one that got that contract for him. And before everybody does the Jimmy's evil thing, stop. That's his job. Yeah, yeah whatever. His job is to get his clients the best contract possible.
2: So I'm okay. going to
3: guess there's a settlement here.
2: Yeah, I'd almost guarantee it. That That's 100% where it. Where he's it he's
3: not coaching anymore, and he's not getting 80. Is it 80 that they owe him? Or 70 that owe him an absolute ton of money. My guess is he gets 20, 30. All right, as we close, uh, some people asked us, Where were we 20 years ago this morning? Uh,
2: walking between what first period, I was walking to a computer class, I was a senior in high school i guess mm-hmm. um senior in high school i was walking to basic programming and word processing and a classmate named david long is who told me that something had happened i was walking from one building to the next at that moment and we essentially sat in school all day just staring at the tv they turned all the tvs on and we sat there until class got out and then I remember leaving in the lines at the gas stations because everybody thought oh, yeah. that the oil would be incredibly expensive and jack up at that moment. I was in Auburn, Alabama.
3: Uh, Auburn had beaten Ole Miss at home on Saturday, and I was still there. They were scheduled to play LSU on that Saturday in Baton Rouge, and I had worked all day Monday. We had a Campbell was a baby. She was Less than, I guess she was a little more than five months old. And my goal on that Tuesday, I normally stayed in Auburn until Wednesday, and my goal on that Tuesday was to get home that day. And so I got up early, early that morning, and I was writing ahead for the week. And uh, Auburn had their media day scheduled for like 11, 30 or whatever. And my plan was to go to that right and then get home. I was going to get home like 6 o'clock. And I was right. super excited about getting home. Uh, Reggie Torbor was a freshman defensive end at Auburn from Baton Rouge. And I was transcribing an interview from Sunday with Reggie Torbor about going back to Baton Rouge to play against his hometown team. And I had the TV on NBC back then. I would turn on the today show in the mornings when I worked early and I had the TV on, but I'd put it on mute because I was making myself work. Like get done, Neil, get done, get done, make the most of these hours. And I looked up at one point and there was a, a picture of one of the towers smoke and stuff. And for whatever reason, I guess I, I, I used to read a lot of Tom Clancy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought it's probably a teaser a for a movie yeah. or something. And I went back down to type. And I was working on Torber. I'm doing quote transition, quote transition. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm mailing it in, I'm getting done. And I looked up five six minutes later, and it was still there. And I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, what's this?" And I unmuted, and then you know the rest. I remember having to go to a press conference at Auburn in their That's foot, right. in their football building, and I spoke to Tommy Tuberville before, and he basically said, "Why are we doing this?" And I was like, "You know, you're not playing Saturday." And he's like, "No way!" But at the time, Syracuse. No, they were supposed to play at LSU. I'm oh, sorry. right.
2: And then, then okay, yeah, yeah, okay. The next week, the Syracuse. next week they played sorry, at yeah, Syracuse. Yeah. yeah.
3: And so we go in and some of the people on the beat keep asking football questions. And I just remember thinking, how in the world can you guys even think about asking football questions right now? How, how can you even think about it? Are you, You're really going to write about LSU today? Do you think there's one person in the country that's going to read about LSU Auburn tomorrow? I mean, even the most deranged college football fan wouldn't be reading that on Wednesday morning. No. And I just couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. And I can't, I wish I could go back and find that press conference because Tommy basically was like, I don't really think we should be talking about this. You know, and sure enough, the games got uh, postponed till the first weekend of December. Yeah. And then what I really remember the most like you were mentioning is the next week, Auburn played at Syracuse. And I just remember all the security around the carrier dome. And, and, and I also remember being on the plane that Friday. The set so would have been September the, like, 20th. Probably a little eerie. I, rem- I remember Hartsfield International was a ghost town. And I remember getting on the plane. It was a big 747 or whatever. And the stewardess said, sit where you want. There's only, like, 10 of you. Oh. and Yeah, I mean, I had, like, a row to myself. And just... Felt weird, like are, you know, are are we safe to fly? It was one of the first days; like flights had been kind of opened back up again.
2: September twenty second, two thousand one.
3: That was the day the Syracuse game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would have I flew on that Thursday actually because we went to Cooperstown. We had, had we had a trip planned. Syracuse won. Yeah, yeah. Dwight Freeney just killed him. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember that, and I remember. Governor Pataki was there, and it was just the national anthem was chills.
2: Oh, yeah. I was looking at some of the uh players there. David Tyree on the field. Don't remember for Syracuse. Don't really remember that part. Yeah. Anyway, I remember
3: Jason Campbell was it was his first year as a starter, and yeah, sure he struggled. Yeah. So it's hard to it's hard to make stuff happen when Dwight Freeney is chasing you down. Yes.
2: Speaking of Tyson and play plans until things happen. Yeah. All right. Uh thanks everybody. Big stream today. So I appreciate you guys for that. We'll talk a good bit of NFL tomorrow and then whatever Lane talks about today as well. So again, twelve o'clock today for Lane Kiffin, Rebelgrove.com in the meantime, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.